Hi, I'm Riley Ernst, the podcast coordinator for Crave the Sound. On this week's episode of Crave the Podcast, Kylie Ketchner hops on a Zoom call with five members of the up-and-coming hip-hop group, See You Soon. They talk about how the group came to be, the Florida music scene, how the group collaborates and manages their various sounds, and more. Enjoy! All right, so you're listening to Crave the Sound, the podcast. My name is Kylie Ketchner. I'm the head editor here, and I am here with now five members of the Florida Collective. See you soon. They just released their debut album, V-Day, which, uh, ins- which had 14 tracks on it. Today, we got Josh, Iggy, Mitch, Luke, and Drex. Welcome to the podcast, guys. What up? Hey. What up? What up? Hey there. Yeah. <laughs> How goes it? How goes it? Awesome. Well, we're going to get started. Um, I'm going to direct this first question to you, Josh. I want to, I want you to give us all the listeners a little rundown on how See You Soon came together. Um, and maybe while you're doing that, if you could talk a little bit more about the Florida music scene, uh, the scene that you guys are coming out of and um, everything that went into See You Soon becoming the collective that's become. Words. Um, well, See you soon actually started um, maybe like, I think it was like two years ago. Um, it was after I met my guy Ignacio right there in the corner right there. Um, and um, we just ended up like kind of just hitting it off. As soon as I met him, I went to the, to, you know, to the studio where he's the head engineer at. Um, we, after like maybe like a few days or like maybe a week or so, he introduced me to Kenny, who's another member of the group, who's um, one of the producers. And, um, and then I think maybe like a, couple days or something later I was introduced to Maddie and from there I, you know you know I kind of just tossed it out I was like yo man we just start a group man like, hey bro we fly and then everybody was like oh shit we're here Let's do it. so initially it was, it was four of us it was myself Iggy Kenny and Maddie nice. and it ended up yeah ended up expanding um maybe like a couple months later um Eggs came to me he was like yo bro how do you feel about like maybe like kind of reaching out to like um, some people, because I feel like we, if we grew the group, it would like be crazy. Like, and I was like, sure, bro. Like, who'd you have in mind? And he named off Lucas, and that's my guy for like since I was like 16 years old. So I've been my boyfriend since like life. Um, Mitch, who's in here, um, my my little bro Dre, um, and uh, Drex, and Denny, another producer. And I was like, sure, bro. That's that's the vibe. So then, like from there, bro, like we we ended up coming together. I said, bro, I'm sorry. From there, we <laughs> go for it. Right, we ended up coming together and um, we started making like the first records for V Day. Um, and it was kind of tight, man, because the whole the whole idea. I know that it, as far as the name goes, Iggs had this idea of, of kind of making a collective like this before I even met him. Like just uh, you know, a few Florida creatives or Orlando creatives specifically from where we're at and putting it together and like calling to see soon, just kind of basically like saying like, look, we have our own individual thing going on, but you know, once, once it's time to lock in with this, with this group thing, you know, we're almost kind of telling that, that, that side of our artistry, you know, we'll see you soon right now. We're about to focus and, and hone in on this group situation right here to really kind of advance everybody individually as well as, as, as a unit. Um, so that was the, um, I know that from, from his, what he told me, um, as far as the name goes, that's, and, and it kind of just worked out like that. Like kind of just super organically, you know what I'm saying? Super fucking organically. Right. So how about um, going a little bit more into the Florida music scene? Because I personally, being in Colorado, it's one of those music scenes that's very uh, consolidated here. So you have a lot of talented people up and coming, but then at some point they have to hit a point where they go somewhere else. Um, and 
I'm curious what what the Florida music scene looks like and kind of where I know that this this whole project this whole group was born of a bunch of collaboration and people just kind of coming in and, and joining the group and meshing and is that how it always is down there in Florida is that kind of a specific little you know niche that you guys hit or like what what does that music scene look like for you guys um it's it's probably like a mixture of both there's like there's a lot of groups not a lot of groups but um it's definitely a thing that 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 is you know we they, there are different collectives that are coming out of Florida that we've seen coming out of Florida um um so I guess in but I guess what separates I don't want to say separate us but what kind of makes this thing unique is I guess our our palette or like what we do musically specifically production wise and or uh, lyrically um yeah. but for the most part like Florida's a very like a uh, it's it's tight I think I think it's very versatile um Florida as a whole not just specifically Orlando, but Florida as a whole, I think there's different like pockets of, of artists that are, um, that are coming out that are like making all different types of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's like, uh, you know, obviously the more like Danny Towers or XXX Tentacion centric kind of vibe, or, or you can even flip it to like, you know, even my guy can throw my guy Drex in there. Who, Drex is super like heavy out here and he's lo-fi. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really like, it's kind of it's dope you know what i mean it's it's a real hotbed of like different kind of shit that i think when we all came together we each had you know inspirations from each kind of you know sound out here and we just kind of brought it together and made that bitch pop <laughs> awesome <laughs> um all right so my next question is for you iggy i kind of wanted you to touch more on the actual process of making v-day um i watched your guys's docuseries recently um, I saw how you said, you know, one of the things that drives the group is that you guys are each other's greatest supporters and your greatest rivals. And I want to know kind of how that paradoxical dy uh, dynamic worked when creating V-Day and, and what goes into such a collaborative process with so many different people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think from like a top down view, usually what happens is that like either Kenny, Denny or myself will will come up with like um you know the framework or like the skeleton for like a production and we just sort of round robin it just kind of send it around until it's like something that we feel like we can send to the vocalists and we drop it in group chat and people start writing to it um as far as like the like psychological component i know that kenny and i like do a really good job of like balancing each other out as far as like our attributes like personally and also like artistically Kenny is very like, he has a, a great sense for like structure and melody. And I feel like I have a, a really good sense for like creating a lot of like chaos and like interesting moments and a lot of like, you know, forward thinking like percussion and, and rhythm and stuff like that. And, and Denny is just sort of like floating about between the two. Um, and I think a lot of the vocalists are like that too, where like, um, some of them are more melodic. Some of them are really great at like penning lyrics, but at the end of the day, everything just sort of returns back to center and is what it's supposed to be, you know? Right. Right. So you find that, that uh, it's kind of like a, a pendulum swing balancing yeah. act between all mm -hmm. those different sort of vibes. Yeah, totally. Do you ever, uh, diving into kind of the rival and the support side, is it is it like a competitive thing sometimes or is it more that um you know because you guys all are individual artists and you're saying see you soon to this kind of individual uh focus when you come in uh is it 
kind of a competitiveness to drive the, the group to be better that you find um, motivates you guys? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the best example for that is like um, writing things and then telling each other that it could be better. I think that is like, that's like a part of the process that we've had to sort of like, um, it's a little uncomfortable at first, I think, like no matter what kind of collaborative environment you're in, when you're telling someone like, oh, like, I feel like this could be better. or I feel like this thing about what you just did could be better. Um, so I think for us, it's just been like, creating the type of environment where like that like telling someone that it could be better is like a good thing always you know um just because we know that like any time that we've ever like sat down and done that and been like okay like this one verse or like this hook could be better or like we should do this beat over or do this section over like it's never ended up worse it's like always made the end product better and i think once like I think the, you know, by the third or fourth time, fifth time that like that ended up happening, we were like, okay, cool. Like clearly this just needs to be like a thing where we're just comfortable telling each other like, all right, we could do this better. And, and at the end of the day, like it just brings us a lot closer together, I think, because everybody feels invested in like helping, like trying to fix, trying to fix whatever we think could be better. Um, so I think I think ultimately it's like it's just a really good like team building exercise ultimately, you know. Right. Um, and I want to throw that out also this next question to anybody who wants to answer who wants to answer as well. But do you feel like working with CU soon has has pushed your own personal or obviously it has? How do you feel that working with CU soon has pushed your own personal artistic growth? Uh, yeah, I I answer. Um. But like kind of picking up, I'm sorry, kind of piggybacking off of what Iggy was saying, like how, you know, we'll kind of go in like, you know, maybe this could be better, that could be better, whether it's like a verse or, you know, a certain section of a beat or even a whole song at a point. Um, you know, that kind of like makes you sit back and like look at yourself like, damn, okay, well, you know, you're always trying to like better yourself, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah, that ties in with like, you know, our solo songs and stuff like that. Like, you know, we're always kind of just like, kind of defeating those, you know, those parts of ourselves where it's like, well, you know, we can, pro we can progress on that part. We can, you know, just be better. Right. Gotcha. All right. So my next question actually was for Luke. So that works out well. Um, with the See You Soon sound, it's, Iggy, you already mentioned this, but this kind of like controlled chaos sound. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious what some of the challenges, because I don't hear a lot of music, if any, I can't pin anything that I've heard that's like what you guys produce. Um, and I would imagine that that's a pretty challenging uh, pocket to find with your artistic, mm -hmm. you know, endeavors. What are, what are some of those challenges? working with this kind of unique sound and what would you say are some of the rewards? Well, I think, you know, you kind of hit it on the head with saying like, you know, a lot of our sound is like this controlled chaos, you know, so um, it is sometimes, or not even sometimes, it is most of the time like a challenge to to try to find something that'll sit in that pocket, but also be dope at the same time. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know, I think 
I think the artists in this, you know, at least the, the vocalists in this group are like, we've been just blessed to be able to like work so hard and be rewarded with like finding what works within these pockets. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, we just, you know, we really like, we really like take our time with trying to craft like, you know, the best verses that we can, you know, and like, and we really pay attention to like, you know, trying to let the music speak for itself, but also like find our way into it at the same time, if that makes sense. So, and we, and yeah, we just, we just crack at it until we find it, you know, it's really just like, you know, throwing paint at the wall and see what sticks. And if it doesn't, then we just go back to the drawing board every time we do that every time. So that's, that's how it works. And that's the most rewarding thing when you find something that actually works and feels good. Um, so for anyone who would want to jump in here, cause this is kind of the general question for the whole group, but um, who would be some of the, the inspirations you've had for your sound? I'm curious. It's such a, it's such a unique sound and, and I don't hear it in a lot of hip hop, especially and, and things like that. What do you find is the, what, what is, what is the, who are the people that you were modeling um, your, your sound off of and how have you kind of gotten there from their inspiration? Jeez, that's a mixed bag. That's a, it's a mixed bag, toy, for real. Toy, toy yeah. chest. You know I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I could, I can, I, production wise, there's like three producers, and I always kind of pin like the three, like between Iggy, Kenny, and Denny. Like it's three of them, like that. I feel like they kind of resemble and model like their style after where I, where I hear it. So like for Iggs, it's like very Hudson Mohawk. Um, for Kenny, very Fly Low, Flying Lotus. And as far as Denny goes, it's very like, it's like a mixture between a Dilla Madlib or a Knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I can, so for the sound bed, um, for like the production, I feel like that is the heaviest um, inspirations. As far as the lyrics go, man, like that's, whew, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause we each individually have our own favorite artists, you know, that we listen to and that we love, right? So like, it's, it's, it's quite a few, you know what I mean? Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't know if anybody want to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, chime in, but, um, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, um, it's a lot. I, I guess if I, if I were to speak like individually for myself, like when I, when I get on the record, boom, who I'm influenced by as far as like when I, when I want to write my rhymes, it's heavily, it's heavy black thought. It's heavy, um, it's heavy hove, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to model my pockets after these artists specifically. Um, when I want to get into a more melodic, vibe or mood like i'll listen to a lot of um shit bro bonnie Vare, justin vernon i know lucas could say the same uh, especially with his songwriting as well um i fuck with drake drake's melodies are, in are, in are intense um shit like that you know what i mean me personally because uh, like it's different for everybody you know it's like a, it's a lot of fucking people uh, yeah. i wouldn't even know what to say right there man i mean i know um like just 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 being like a, a super big group, like Wu Tang gets like thrown around a lot because you know what I'm saying. It was just like they were just like a high energy group. They're just such a good like they're such a good like blueprint act. I think for like any group ever, it's like if you're trying to do a group yeah. that like does rap music, like you, you can't go wrong. 
Yeah. 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 That's it. So you know, I mean, that's it right there. That's definitely an energy right there that we that that I myself look at, and I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's fly right there. You know what I'm saying? We a large group. Like that's a good bar to set right there. Word. One hundred percent. Well, good answer to a complicated question. Um, <laughs> this next question was for you, Mitch. Um, I wanted to dive a little bit more into the CUSUM brand because you guys have a really unique kind of color scheme and, and consistent brand throughout your videos, your merch, your music, all that. Um, I know I'd read something about how you guys describe V-Day saying that, you know, there's three primary colors and you guys feel like that is mirrored in a lot of music. Um, and that you are trying to kind of in, incorporate more of those colors, more of those emotions and stuff. And that all feels very consistent throughout your brand. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about how that brand came about, how much of it was purposeful, how much of it was kind of a byproduct of group chemistry and just all your thoughts on that, that, that sphere of your group work. Great question, great question. Um, so I would say, first of all, I don't think anything was planned to this day like ever. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess us saying we want to do an album, you know what I'm saying? That, that was probably the most planned thing about it. Um, so uh, I put myself like, um, I put a, I give a lot of credit to the producers, man. Like it all comes back to them because when they send those beats, man, that's like the, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? That's like the horizon right there. Like you just see, like, it's like endless, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and um, like Josh does his verse, he puts his little piece in it. And I'll do my verse. I'll put my little piece on it. So it just it just kind of becomes this thing. And I mean, I think I, I, I think I think it, it can only happen with like you know what I'm saying, a group of creatives who 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 kind of come into this thing and like give each other the give each other like free reign to just make make the group better. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. I, I mean the sound. If 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 we do have a sound, um, I mean, I'm 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 happy to hear that you think that. <laughs> Because, because because we're just we're just like we're just making what the fuck we want to make, you know what I mean? Like so uh I I mean I that's that's the best way I can answer that. Right. All right. Um Drex, I'll I'll shoot you a question here. Um I didn't do it. <laughs> All right, I'll ask it. a different one then. Um I wanted to hear a little bit about the live performance aspect for y'all because you release Fide in the middle of this pandemic when you can't perform. Is there a, is there less of an aspect of connection through the music for that that you guys have struggled with? How is that kind of affecting the psychology behind what you're creating now, now that you can't really like, you can't put the, the music into to physical performance spaces? Um, you know, how much of an impact has that had on you guys' release with this project and, and kind of your creative process? Uh, creatively, I don't think it's really impacted us much, but I will say it's probably, it's impacted us a lot because, like, that's all we want to do. Yeah. Uh, like, that's all all of us think about is, like, tearing down a stage. Like, once, I think it'll just make a lot more sense for people once we touch a stage. Like, I think the whole picture will be like, oh, shit. Like, I think a lot more will come together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's more of just like a passion thing and less of like a less of like a creative thing uh, from not not a creative thing, but less of a, less of like when you ask how has it affected us creatively, um, the fact that we can't perform, I don't think has if anything, it's probably made us make more music because right. we're not performing, right? So, yeah. But I mean, from a creative standpoint, I know 
I mean, everyone from Iggy has so many ideas for what we're going to do live. Like yeah. all of us know individually what we want to do live. And like, I mean, not to dive into it too much, but we have, we do have a lot, we have a fuck ton of ideas for what our live show is going to look like. And right. yeah, we're just, we're fucking, we're just waiting for the opportunity to show people. Uh-huh. Did you guys have the opportunity to perform before in the earlier days of See You Soon, before you released V-Day? Um, nah, because we, we had no we had no music out. So we, I mean, we've, we've kind of just like been waiting to kind of just roll it out properly and make sure like the most amount of people possible could hear this piece of work. Like it's very rare. I think like your first piece of work is like what you consider like almost like greatness. Like I really, I, I look at Vida as like a fucking masterpiece personally. I like, I not to be arrogant about it or anything, but like, I, I, I just think it's like a great piece of art that we're all going to look back on 10 years later and be like, damn, that was a good ass album. So like, in in order to like, let that get the light it deserves, I think like, I it's got to have a live show and it's got to have all this, this it's got to be done right, you know? And I, I think a lot of that's because when we're, it's not like our first piece as like individual artists, right? It's our first piece as a group, but it's what we've all been working towards for years and years of our lives creatively. So I think I think that has a lot to do with it, uh, but no. To answer your question, no, we didn't. We we haven't played any shows yet. Right, bummer. Well, you guys gotta have, you have to come through Colorado when you do. Well, show. <laughs> Listen, what? That's the spot, man. I love Colorado. I love Colorado. <laughs> yeah, Boulder, Boulder specifically. Come through Boulder. Um, all right, so Iggy, I want to hear a little bit on your side, especially with the producer element of collaborations outside the group. Uh, if you see the need to do that, if that's something that you guys are open to, or if you have, because I know that kind of a lot of people have joined the group through process, through proxy of collaboration. Um, if you guys have had collaborations with people that aren't in the group and kind of what that process looks like, like merging those sounds together, um, or what, what that's looking for in the future for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it, um, I think it really depends on just like what the situation is. Um, I know presently, like, a big thing that we're trying to do as a group is try to get into more songwriting situations. Like, we want to we wanna take everything that we've learned kind of in this bubble and, like, apply it to something, uh, something a little bit out of our comfort zone. I think it's something that we're excited to do. Kenny and I are constantly producing stuff. Um, I have like a, a big client base of people that like I work for at out of the studio. So it's like, it's very, it's very situational. I think um, for the vocalists, it, it's probably the same degree of how situational it is. You know, it's a lot of the times just like friendly collaborations with homies, like people hitting us up through what we've done as, as see you soon, you know, it kind of, it kind of all depends. And I think like, we all put on like different hats for whatever different kind of situation we're in, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I know we kind of already touched on this and I'll shoot this one to Luke. We already touched on the live performance aspect, but I want to hear from an artistic standpoint, how these past couple months of kind of really intense social and political unrest, as well as the pandemic, have impacted your creative process and, and kind of what you write about. If it's gotten into your head with songwriting sort of things, or if you feel like what you're doing with music is, is more important now because of kind of the implications behind a lot of things or, or you know, how has that impacted your creative process? That's a very, very good question. 
Um, it's definitely made me more conscious of what I'm writing about, you know, in this, in this, you know, in this time that we're in. Um, but at the same time, like, it's really easy to let outside things like affect you in a negative way, especially when you're an artist, you know, um, cause you really, you know, you deal with energy in a, in a, in a different way, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think we're all just trying to be as positive as we can, you know, that's, that's really like all we've been doing, like just trying to be like, you know, just trying to appreciate life, you know, like, especially now because there's just so much shit going on that like, you know, it's easy. It's just easier to have a bad day, you know what I'm saying? Just cause of shit that's going on. But, you know, I, I could say for me, I just try not to let it affect me in that way because, you know, it, it could, it could cause me to, you know, or anybody to just, you know, block your creativity, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I just trying to, ch I just try to channel it, channel it in that way. Like, you know, just trying to like take that energy and just make a positive out of it, you know, cause we're all, we're all going through this shit together. You know what I mean? So only way we're going to get out of it is together. So you just gotta just stay positive, you know? Sure. Um, so Mitch, I want to hear from you on how you feel that See You Soon has kind of changed the musical game and the genre that you're working with directly uh, because it's such a kind of new and unique sound and something that I think uh, is really exciting from an artistic point of view. Do you find that that kind of has bled over into your collaborations with other people or, or what do you think that See You Soon brings to the table in this genre that can kind of um, enhance the game going forward? Mm, man, you got them questions, man. For real. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, look. Uh, for me, so, 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 in a nutshell, what do I think uh, See You Soon can bring to the game right now? Just, just, just amuse music in general. Um, I think, man, when you look at, like, uh, uh, collectives that aren't necessarily a group, like, like TDE, um, or, uh, uh, I, I'll even say Young Money, just, you know what I'm saying, so you just get the picture, but, like, uh, Things like that, man. When you have so when when you have a group of people who make dope music together, and um, we all have so much potential individually as well. Uh, I think I think we can literally like look at the charts one day. I know we talked about it, and it'd be like Joshua has a song number one, and then See You Soon has a song number two, and then Drex will have a song at number three, and Maddie will have another song. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be like, and 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 it'll just be nuts. I think I I really think uh, um that we'll be like the, the biggest group ever, you know what I mean? And I think, I, I mean, I, I'm, we're not really too concerned with, I guess, I guess, I guess changing it, man, but if that comes with it, then that's cool. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We just want to just, 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 just continue doing what we're doing. Um, it's, just, it's, 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 it's just powers, man. The group is just full of powers, man. I don't know. Anyone else? Anyone else? Please, please. Nah, that's fire, bro. I don't even... You got it right there. <laughs> um, all right, so winding down here at the end, this is a question for everybody. So um, a couple people want to jump in here. I want to know what growth you've personally experienced for being in See You Soon. 
um, being such a collaborative environment, like I know Iggy, you touched on on being able to take criticism positively and, and, and growth, but um, in what ways has being in this group, both artistically and personally changed you? Whoever wants to start off. I mean, for me, it's funny, like, uh, I don't know, you know, when the group first started, like Drex and I, were both like homeless. Like we slept at the studio where I work, you know? Um, and like, for us, it just became like this kind of like outlet, outlet projects where it felt like we were just sort of like fighting for our lives, like on this album. Like there's just like this like hunger that's like very palpable, you know? Yeah. And for, for me personally, it was kind of a thing of like, this is like my last chance to like really be able to do something that I'm 100% in love with or just like rethink everything about what I'm doing in music. Um, unfortunately, like after the, like after putting that album together, like everything fell into place in such a wonderful way where like all of my hopes were sort of like justified. All of my hopes were, were like, it came true in a way, you know? Um, and, and it, kind of like revitalized me in a way it put me in a it put me in a in a better place like mentally to like work on a work on a second album that like we're now more excited about than the first you know like that that kind of a thing so yeah that's kind of what it was for me that's uh the piggyback off of eggs this is kind of the same situation for me too like revitalization is probably the best word because um personally i mean i was i was coming back to orlando or something like man Look, man, I just got out of school, man. I don't really know what I'm about to do. But I know it's this. I know it's something like this, you know. And I was blessed to meet Iggy, like, the second day I moved back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like the second day after, like, I moved back home. You feel me? And I was like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? And then, and then from there, everything kind of just fell into place. And I think for me, artistically, um, it's definitely being around everybody um, and just, you know, working on these, these songs. It's, it's pushed my pen in a positive way. It's, like, made me kind of, like, Ah oh, man, like that shit is hard what I did, but yo man, I like what Drex did right here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I like that. Yo, let me. Ah, I feel like I can probably attack it differently, you know, or or really just try to like, you know, um, just ah, like really just hone in and like really fucking just make the shit go, you know, creatively for me, like um, whether it's like figuring out melodies, so I, I'll check Lucas, like yo, bro, like what's a good harmony right here, or Maddie, you know what I'm saying? Boom, or like. I'll go to eggs like, yo, how you feel about this verse right here? Do you think I could, you know, how should I attack this right here? This beat, like this pocket right here. Like, what's, what's your idea for it? Like, okay, I, I think I'm thinking this way too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So my, it's like science in my head now, you know? It's always been that way, but it's real more, way more like, you know, just scientific. Like, there's a lack for a better term or something, you know? It's really, really, really just like pushing, you know what I mean? To make sure that the best product is created and, and at the end of the day, we're all satisfied you know, as a collective, you know, so straight up. Totally. Um, anybody else want to jump in on that one? Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> everybody was just like, yep. <laughs> y'all pretty much, y'all pretty much said it all. Some good all right. Well, my last question isn't much of a question other than it's kind of, it's plug time. What's next for see you soon? You want to plug your socials or anything like that? Um, Yo, Fever, January 8th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a new record coming out January 8th. Okay, word. And we got a, um, 
we got we got a little um, project coming out too, top of the year, but we can't. We're not gonna really like spill the beans on who is with. Right, right. Shush. Okay. But thank you for listening to Crave the Sound podcast. This has been an interview with Josh, Iggy, Mitch, Luke, and Drex of See You Soon. Thank you guys so much for taking the time today to talk to me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having Appreciate us. you. Thank, thank you so much. You. Yo, is it cold out there right now? Oh, it's freezing. It's nah. freezing. <laughs> That's up. That's sick. Yo, you had great questions. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for real, you did. (laughs) Well, keep an eye out for their new projects. Um, Thank you guys so much for for being with me today. Thank you for listening to Crave the Podcast. Crave the Podcast is produced by myself, Jake Trujillo, Zach Clement, and Kellyanne LeMercier. Make sure to follow Crave the Sound on Instagram and subscribe wherever you like to listen. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly episodes. See you next week.